When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast joined by Bruno Luke, John Schuster. I am merely Mike Luke. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Throw down $5 on tournament teams. And if any team win, if that team wins, you get $200 in free bets. Now, new customers only. If you were listening to me earlier, you would have probably said, Mike, how could I do that? I would have said to bet on Arizona. Now, again, Arizona TCU was a little bit closer than I think people thought. But this will be the game. This was a two-person game for me right here, John Schuster. And that this was the game that if Arizona goes to the Final Four, Ben Matherin, Benedict Matherin really etches his name into U of A Wildcat lore. And the guy that people are forgetting a little bit about is Christian Coloco because he was the one that kept him in it in that second, in that first half. I mean, you know, it's uh, he only had what twenty points in the first half Correct, and yeah. twenty eight for the game and uh, what some three or four blocks, rebounds, yeah, some block shots, right. terrible performance. Right. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, left so much on the table. Uh, well, you had talked all year long about Arizona's margin of error mm-hmm. and they needed every right. bit of it right. in round two, and it really is kind of a. It is, I guess, the nature of what the NCAA tournament is. You can spend constant hours breaking down analysis, trying to look up matchups, and in the end, you're dealing with 20-year-olds who are scattershot all over the board. Mm -hmm. And the wild unpredictabilities that go into elimination circumstances makes the tournament the excitement that it is mm-hmm. for good and for bad, right? And that's and, and that's the thing about this game. And and the good news, obviously, from an Arizona perspective, is that despite so many possibilities that could have gone against Arizona last night, and numerous red flags as they move forward, right. at least Arizona's at a point where it can move forward, and you can still have those conversations as opposed to being disappointed about how the season this, concludes. This was a bizarre game because at first I'm like, all right. Arizona TC, we've seen this before. You know, TCU gets out and they're kind of at that three to six point lead. I'm like, all right, Arizona, they'll come back at some point. They do come back. They get up nine. All right, this thing's over. You're going to push this to 16 to 17, whatever. We've seen this a million times. Then TCU comes back, though, and then they uh, uh, they go on a 13 nothing run. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're down, or Arizona's down six right now. But we talk about it all the time. You either have the clutch factor or you don't have the clutch factor. And Ben Matherin has that clutch factor in spades. Arizona's down three in that last possession, and I'm screaming, call a timeout. Um, Tommy Lloyd, go. Tommy Lloyd, and we're going to get to how his demeanor never changed at all, even in the biggest of moments right there, which is, I think, certainly commendable. But he looks at Matherin after they're passing it around and just, you know, wasting time, essentially. That Matherin's the top of the key, clear out. That three was going in 10 out of 10 times. There was no doubt. You could tell. He just felt there was a confidence factor there that, again, you either have or you don't. That's what a closer looks like right there. And it's so difficult to be able to get that, uh, that you know, if TCU's looking back, they're, they're, they're second-guessing 
could we have double teamed? Mm -hmm. You know, and then uh, because it was a three-point situation, if Coloco gets a shot on the inside, they're still down one, and it becomes difficult for Arizona maybe to pull it out. Right. Uh, but Matherin was able not only to make the shot, but to get enough separation at the time. It was a long three, too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that shot will go down in Wildcat lore regardless of where Arizona goes as far as the tournament is right. concerned. That, that performance was... Uh, that, that, that performance was mythological, I think, uh, you know, as far as historians of Wildcat basketball are going to recall, that was another etch in the process. Mm -hmm. And it's almost unfortunate along the way that, uh, unfortunate is the wrong terminology. It's obviously good that it happened. Coloco's performance was phenomenal, and he's been remarkable in the first weekend of the he, tournament he, he as really, well. He really has. He's, Coloco at this point is a player that, you know, I don't know what he really has to gain by coming back. Now again, he can get better. He's got he's got tremendous upside. He had a couple low post moves there, especially one in the first half where he faked in and then he flipped it underhanded. The, to the weird, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, but, and the weird finger roll and spin move was like, uh oh. <laughs> and it wasn't fluky. No, it that wasn't. was the thing. It, it didn't looked look like, like this it looked like practice. he was just doing uh -huh. that. Yeah. I mean, that guy is. And, I mean, you can't – I can't really remember a guy in a 12-month period that has progressed the way he has. Right. I mean, from – you know, everybody knows about his defense, obviously, but he finished everything. Defense, which continues to improve, by right, the way. Right, for sure. He isn't just a perimeter defender. He, right. or ra rather, an interior defender. He's been a perimeter defender right. last month as well. He – what you saw, though, with him, though, last night was a guy that really came of age. Again, he's been very good all season. But there's been games, and we've talked about it, where – you know, he stumbles with the ball. Mm -hmm. He has right. he has some issues there. But there was really none of that. And last it's game. possible that in however much of Arizona season remains, that that could happen again. Right. That's the again. That's the nature of the tournament. Right. But to get to this point and to get through what Arizona was able to get through, whether it was luck, whether it was skill, whether it was a massive combination of all of the above, which right. is probably what it was, uh, you can look back at two players who had exceptional games and played major roles in helping Arizona get to this point, as opposed to being one of the teams that uh, turned in a, uh, you know, were victimized by a frustrating upset that brought a disappointing conclusion to a phenomenal season. There's nothing that's ever disappointing, though, about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. All right. Now, you probably heard this a million times. You probably heard it earlier in the show. You're going to hear it again. But the thing is, we're about trying to make you money here. Throw down $5 on any tournament game here coming forward, and guess what? You get $200 in free plays. That simple, that easy. And 21 and up, Arizona only. Got a gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Then uh, you look at it and you say to yourself, okay, who would I bet on? Arizona. You look at the Houston spread, one and a half points. Scary. But you know what? If you're back in the A, you're back in the A. Well, if you think Arizona's going to win, then you're going to take that line. And, I'm and remember, that that's for new customers and, only. Yeah, new customers only. And so let's get to that. Well, no, you know what? Let's get to that in a minute here. Now I want to talk about a couple of the uh, couple other issues right here. Mm -hmm. um, Kirk Creesa, you know, I don't care that he didn't make... I don't care that Kirk Carissa was one of 10. I thought him being out there, and I thought the the gumption in which he showed, and you could tell the confidence that Lloyd had in him, because Justin Kyer, as we've talked about, is not a bad player by any means. But when the chips were down, and Kirk Carissa was out there, even though he was obviously not himself, he was one of 10 from the field. 
there's something Lloyd obviously has a great, great deal of confidence in Kirk. There's Kreese. something also about Arizona's offense moving just slightly better when Crease is on the mm-hmm. floor. Yeah. And, and and that helps the entirety of what Arizona ultimately wants to do on on that end of the floor. The other good thing, because Arizona advanced here, is that hopefully because Creasa gets an extra four days to heal the ankle a little bit more, he'll get a little bit more strength in the legs because that's clearly where he was struggling. Right. And, and and can be a lot more efficient on open three-pointers, which Arizona's going to need. Right. I don't anticipate that Arizona's going to shoot five of seven from right. three-point range in advance in the tournament anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if Creasa can get a little bit better and a little bit healthier – garner confidence in the process hopefully that helps even though the houston game is a very difficult matchup for him but what it also provided to a large degree arizona's kind of been functioning on borrowed time with crease out of the lineup Mm -hmm. because what it's done what it's done is that you've you've relied on justin kyer for 20 minutes a game as opposed to 10 to 12. Right. Kyer's really good from 10 to 12. Right. You've relied on Larson a little bit for 20 minutes a game, maybe 25 minutes a game as opposed to 15. Right. Those are and and that has been you're you're a lot more comfortable with Creesa for 30 Right. Then you are having to, you know, give these other guys a little bit of extra time because sometimes and, and we've seen it, Kyer was okay at times, solid. Um, puts up decent numbers, but then sometimes gets lost. And, and and you see that point where it seems that, okay, now diminishing returns have crept right. in. But who else can you go to? Right. It's it, your, your bench, which depth was good for Arizona, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden isn't quite as deep as you'd like it to be. Right. Larson was a really interesting player in the second-round matchup against TCU in that you had, you had two phenomenal performances— a number of lousy performances, and two guys who were okay. Terry and Larson, who was either... Larson was like a Bitcoin chart. Right. <laughs> sometimes he was spiking, and sometimes he was a disaster, right. and it was possession to possession. Right. You weren't entirely sure what was going to happen at any given time. Right. And, and so while... He could get a good rebound, which right. was nice and necessary because Arizona obviously failed largely in that category, especially in the last seven minutes. He could also throw a lazy pass that's almost picked off in the back court when when he's perfectly capable of dribbling the ball across half court himself. So there's some vapor locking going on there uh, with Arizona's decision making that was frustrating. It's one of those things that in games like this, you remember that Matherin hit a three and that Terry hit a three, and that Coloco got a follow-up dunk that put the game in overtime. And you don't miss the multitude of things that put Arizona into this position uh, over the course of of the last seven minutes, and some key situations that weren't called, the most notable of which was the play at the end of the game at half court. Would you have called that? Would I have called it as a ref? Probably not. Right. But had the ref made that call... It's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. I can see from TCU's standpoint why they're pissed off. I, I get it. I mean, I, 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 I get in that situation. However, and, and this is, I kind of want to, this is a fine line. You're walking over with Lenda tightrope here. I like what Lloyd did. I like what Lloyd did a lot. However, 
he was maybe a little too aggressive for my taste. Mm -hmm. and, and the balancing act is this. In the last possession situation, a lot of times what you see are teams just play almost Sean Miller-style pack line defense right. and let the offense dictate what they're going right. to do. Lloyd completely took that out of their hands. I think he went about a half step too far, mm -hmm. you know, because they got themselves into a trapping position that could have legitimately led to a foul right. that puts TCU at the line with the chance to win the game. But I think there's a fine line in there that you can do to disrupt the play to make it a little bit more difficult while hopefully not getting into a foul situation. Arizona almost overstepped that line, almost fell off the tightrope, but I liked the call at the I like the concept of the call at the time, and ultimately, it obviously worked for the Cats. All right. Um, one thing I also thought, the one thing, if we're going to pick nits here a little bit, and you and I were texting during the game, I also thought he went big too late. Um, I thought TCU in that last, TCU, I thought, was able to push that game, well, not push that game into overtime, but TCU was making a living on that offensive glass there, and it was the easiest stuff ever, where Coloco comes over to help, and then there's nobody over there, and so-and-so just comes, and I, I thought Ballo should have been in there much earlier. Um, we need to talk about another, uh, maybe a little bit more of a concerning issue as well, but real quick, something that's not concerning, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, Bruno came over because he heard the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You might say, oh, Bruno, he's a dog. Bruno's <laughs> not merely a dog. Bruno knows good gambling when he sees it. He, which is why he was trying to give you advice on what games to bet, because you and I aren't very good at it ourselves. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> we and, need all the dog help we can get. Notice how he stayed silent during uh, those Pistons predictions. Yes, yes, I do. Bruno, Bruno <laughs> didn't want any part of not that. A, you know not what? a and bit. Maybe we should have taken his uh -huh. silence as something a little bit more serious. All right. Now, real quick. Azulis Tabellis. Um, I don't have problems with guys not playing well in the tournament. It happens all the time. To me, this was a little bit different. To me, this was a guy that the game was either a little too fast for him and he kind of shrunk in that moment. Again, it's one game, but I don't like anything I really saw from an on-court or off-court mannerism from Tabellis in that game at all. You know who else didn't? Who? Tommy, Tommy Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> and I got to give Tommy Lloyd a ton of credit there. A lot of people would say, all right, we got to work through it. No, we got to win right now. And Tabellis, let's be honest here, Tabellis killed them in that first 10 minutes of the game. He's missing layups. He's getting the ball stripped. He's trying to dribble. He had three turnovers and was one for five in the first seven minutes. I mean... And he and, and, and he is key to Arizona's success. He is. Because he, he, he takes the pressure off Coloco. He gives Arizona a, and and he makes it more difficult for teams to double team someone like Matherin. Right. So if if Tabellis does what he's capable of doing, then he becomes a very effective player. But his his uh, play in that matchup against Texas uh, Christian was a real concern because Houston is better. Houston is better. And the scouting report's easy. Right. Beat him up. Beat him up. To get physical Mouth with him. Mouth off with him. Want anything Beat him up and he doesn't right. want anything to do with it. Um, let, let's see how he responds. And if he shrinks again, Arizona's in trouble. Arizona's in big trouble. And I think if you're Tommy Lloyd, you've got to go into that game with two with two philosophies here. Christian Col or not Christian Colombo. Azulis Tabellis good and Azulis Tabellis bad. Because you gotta give because Houston, like you said, is much better than TCU. And you're going to have to give him that hook early. They tried to play through it in that first half, and you could just tell it wasn't going anywhere. Another thing, too, and I know some guys are aloof, but what I really don't like when I see guys struggle that are on the bench is the sitting, the reclining back in the seat with the towel over and kind of the courtesy clap. I hate that stuff. And again, everybody's mannerisms are different. But if you're going to, let's be honest here, if you're going to suck and you're going to be on the bench... At least 
try to go through try, the go courtesy through the of of being more right. overtly supportive. Right. And you know, hey, I don't know. I wonder if he was under the weather. Right. You know, something as stupid something, as that right. may have been, you know, playing on. Because one of the good things about this team as a whole is that their chemistry is undeniable. Mm -hmm. They get along very well, and Tabellus clearly fits into right. that group and fits into that group very well. Uh, so hopefully what this has provided for him is an opportunity to rebound. Right. And if he does rebound well, Arizona's going to be, Arizona's chances improve significantly. Right. Uh, but, you know, there are guys in the tournament in certain situations uh, who don't just play bad but wilt under the pressure. Right. The pressure of knowing that you have to win, especially as the game progresses and things aren't going your way, becomes something that kind of snowballs. Right. And, and it's not just there are a lot of players who have gone through this, but you don't want to see it on the team that you're following, uh, especially with a key player who's doing, uh, you, you know, who's instrumental in your success. And Ballo also wasn't good in the first half. Mm -hmm. He looked more Tabellus-ish right. than he looked Coloco-esque. Right. But in the second half, kind of worked his way through it and helped, right. which, was, which was nice to see as frustrating. There were a lot more, ultimately in the end here, there were a lot more frustrations with Arizona's performance than there were positives. But the positives were good enough to work through uh, what the detractables were, and maybe that plays into what you've been talking about on a consistent basis all year long, Arizona's margin of error taken to the edge. We'll be back with you tomorrow, breaking down Arizona-Houston. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.